0: Do not know that this will be my ultimate proper music.
1: And so here we are. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: There's a reason for that.
0: Alright. The, this is the Lurie Law uh, podcast, and with me, my wonderful producer, Ari David, and my son, Maxwell Lurie. The, crunching. the sound. Yes. And and now we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to what should be near and dear to all of us, and that is power and the elusive nature of power. What is power? And as much as we describe power, power is oddly enough exercised only in its limited capacity. At least I should say it's best exercised in its most limited capacity. Why do I say that? I say that because, uh, as Harold Reasoner once told my dad a long time ago, He said, I have a lot of power at ABC News until I actually use it. So I I always liked that line. I always thought it was very appropriate. And here we have a context today uh, of power in the Middle East with Morsi uh, having lost his power uh, just after a couple of days of uh, protests and uh, huge upheaval in Egypt. Now, I don't know what the future holds, and we can talk about what's going to happen in that. I think, Ari, you're right. We talked offline about how this might be very well a French Revolution-type disaster in the making. Uh, But one thing I do know is that uh, I didn't want uh, Egypt to be run by the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, So anything but the Muslim Brotherhood is probably going to be better (laughs) for for us, for Israel, for the world at large, and for that matter, for the Arab people as well. So... um, that is the the nature of it. Power and the elusive nature of power. Here was Morsi throwing his weight around, uh, thinking that they had had a toehold into the Muslim world, uh, into the Arab world in Egypt, and that they were just going to climb in and, and take over everything. And then they lost it in a matter of days. I mean, this was not Mubarak had a much uh, a better go at it at fighting off the the rebels, as it were. Uh, and now they might even be clamoring for the old days of uh, Mubarak.
1: Who knows? Oh, they have Mubarak at the moment, the military rulers, essentially.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point.
1: Um, so if anything, they've just gone back to that. That's right. If if the status quo holds and we just have a military ruler for 30 years, uh, you know. That's right. No big deal. Like, so what? With <laughs> that's that, right. Because that means stability. Right. It might not mean happiness and, you know all that stuff for people all the time, but it's at least stability.
0: Isn't it amazing? You know, one of the things I tweeted the other day was how, you know, when I was a young boy, when I was Max's age, I often, I knew how great America was. And I often thought, gosh, why don't other countries just adopt our constitution, you know, tweak it a little bit, you know, given the circumstances, for example, the references to slavery are not relevant today. Thank God. But or uh, print it in their native language, pr- yeah, so printed, people yeah, don't understand. It. It. <laughs> yeah, <exactly laughs> if they right.
1: don't speak English.
0: But basically, the same rights uh, are out there. You know, the, 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 the Bill of Rights, for example, the uh, the right to
1: a jury if they want it, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, the just, distributed government power, yeah, judiciary, executive, legislative, and balances, all that good yeah. stuff,
0: and just uh, accept that, and, and then see how it works out. And just whatever those Americans are do, doing, just copy it. I mean,
1: after except all, for the welfare state, they don't need that. Right, right. No.
0: Copy copy <laughs> as it was before the 1930s. How about that? Uh, good point. Do, do it as it was in the 1920s. That was great. Yeah, 1911.
1: End in 1911 yeah, yeah. like
0: that. That's right. Uh, but the, but but actually, the constitution itself, as it is, yeah. that's what it should be. And and it's funny when we think about, um, and, and we're going back to the nature of power in a moment. But when we think about, well, um, when Microsoft sees. Apple doing a really good computer, and it has uh, the menu system everything else, they created a system called Windows. Remember that? 1995, they came out with Windows for the no, first time. No,
1: they came out with that in 1990. Uh, actually, 88, 89.
0: Oh, is that right? Right. Okay. But
1: Windows 3.1, the Windows that we think of, that, we no, think that of, was yeah. 1991 or
0: 92. Okay. But but regardless, the point is yeah. that they copied they copied Apple on right. that. And you can argue that Apple in turn took it from Xerox and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not getting there. I'm, I'm simply saying... They tablets, for example, uh, my son is right now playing on an iPad, and a surprise, surprise, uh, Samsung and other uh, organizations, uh, Galaxy, I think, is, is the name of another tablet. Uh, all of a sudden, the tablet market has competition. That's that's how it works. And you would think countries would look at a country like America and say, "Man, these guys have really got it going." Um, and the, the structure seems to yeah, be good. Yeah, isn't it
1: funny? A lot of them find that, but they don't copy the main product. They don't copy it. Yeah, you know, they right? copy everything else. The right. welfare state, Democrat right. Party,
0: right? Well, slavery. We are, we are we are in a sense copying them, right? I mean, the welfare state really is more, right. That's us uh, copying, more of a Bismarck-style yeah. thing that 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 we imported from Europe after the America was already developed. But but yeah, we're on the same page on this, Ari. Uh, it's so strange to me. Why?
1: Well, I think, I think the all-compassing statement that we're searching for in yeah. this is, isn't it interesting? That in commerce, in the private sector, mm. when human beings copy each other, they copy what's worked. They copy what works. Right. But in the public sector of government, in whatever nation it is, right. they always copy what doesn't work. That's right. Why is that? Well, yeah. obviously, because there's a, a no need for uh, profit. There's no need to survive the competition. Governments, by nature, are monopolies, so they don't care right. if they succeed or fail. And who would want to create a system where I can't hold on to power forever? Which right. is what the American system is. It, and it is
0: easier, it actually is easier to run a dictatorship than it is to run a democracy. Of
1: course. Right. You ever see the trains run time in a democracy? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's well, like that wonderful scene from uh, Life of Brian. Remember that? Uh, where they're talking about all the things the Roman... The Romans said, what, but yeah. other than this, other than education, other than this, what have they done for us? Right. Uh, yeah,
0: well, I, I remember that. I remember, But but he, look, it's, it's easier to run a. A dictatorship. And, but in order to run a dictatorship, one of the best things you can do for yourself, if you want to be a dictator, that is, you know, if from a, the dictator manual, if you will, is that you need to suppress your people. You need to make sure that they only rise so much in wealth. You keep them reasonably happy, but not too happy. And that way, uh, you, the dictator, get all the wealth and riches and the, and the women, as it were. That's, uh, that's what you get. The, a democracy, by contrast, you know even if you 're the President of the United States, uh, no matter how well loved you may be you 're going to have so many detractors and people who just lambast you in the media and otherwise um, that, that that stuff doesn 't happen in, in dictatorships they uh, they get to control not effective ones, yeah not effective. exactly right. Yeah. so that they control everything, including the newspapers um, so that that for them but this again turns now back to the nature of power because you can be so powerful like um, uh, uh, the, the the North Korean
1: li- leader, I forget his name. Kim Jong, hand. whatever. On, yeah, yeah, on. I think it is named. No, It's un right now, but what it on? was Il, was Kim Il Sung. You know, some Kim. Those guys. Yeah, essentially the royal family. The royal family. That's right. The
0: communist royal family. Oddly enough. Yeah,
1: the you know, communist imperialistic yeah. royal family.
0: So what they have <laughs> is they have a very nice uh, they, they have a very nice uh, build set of buildings. They have whatever food they want, presumably as many girls uh, as they want, uh, but. You know, that's, that's, I'm sure that's all good and well for them, literally good and well for them. That's it. But they can't go beyond that. They can't really enjoy the rest of the world. They can't expand the world. They can't invent anything. They can't take credit for anything other than starving their people.
1: That's about all they can do. And beg for money from their benefactor nations that's, because that's all they can by do. running a country like that, there's no way they can be profitable and prosperous enough right. to sustain themselves.
0: And in addition, they always have to look over their shoulders. Right. Because uh, that's the always someone
1: meaner than them looking to take right. over. Yeah.
0: Now, by contrast, um, in America, talking about power there, as, as tough as it is for a senator or a president to read these horrible things about them in the papers or the opinion section or everyone else they, they perceive to be second guessing them, right or wrong, uh, the reality is they don't have to worry about actually being shot. <laughs> well,
1: actual threats of violence are extremely rare uh, relative to yeah. the amount of power they hold. Right. It's, it's that That's my
0: point, is that uh, Mitch McConnell doesn't have to worry about being shot in, in the same way that uh, the North Korean leaders do, or any uh, despot
1: from any small third world dictatorship. Or at least not shot on the Senate floor, like third world countries, right. where they actually have violent coups within the sanctity of the buildings of government. But, but
0: I don't care whether it's yeah. in the... In the, in the building or not, I'm, I'm simply saying, generally speaking, they do not have to worry about that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but I make that point because they actually have to have armed soldiers on the floor with them. I Not I guess, just in their motorcade But it's, open, it's also
0: outside, it's,
1: it's yeah, everywhere. Anywhere. And, and
0: I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the point that these dictatorships have, and although they have the trappings of wealth and such, they are always looking over their shoulders. It doesn't matter whether it's inside the, the palace building or outside the palace building or inside the Congress or otherwise. It's just they always have to look over their shoulders. Uh, the worst that a, a senator has to look over is, uh, is simply being maligned or falsely accused of something. That's about it.
1: Or being challenged in an election.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and, and that's the way we like it here in America, and that's, we think it's more effective. And I, I ask you, who's more powerful as a country? Obviously, America is America is the most powerful country, despite its continuing waning days through this administration that we presently have. Uh, America is indeed a uh, the, the not only the most powerful nation, but also regarded uh, as the most um, powerful nation uh, for policing purposes and otherwise. And uh, whereas these these dictatorships, they're powerful within their own country, um, but they are truly weak nations. I mean, we're not really. Threatened uh, by the former Idi Amin uh, or the the dictators of uh, uh, of various African nations, we're not we're not truly threatened by them. Uh, we think what they're doing to our own people is horrible, but we're not truly threatened.
1: Yeah, by not f- through a wholesale invasion and conquering. Right. Maybe an attack here and there. Right. Maybe a security lapse. We are more like likely that.
0: to be threatened by a uh, serious democracy, but of course, democracies don't fight each other. So that's, that's a wonderful thing about democracies. Uh, no, our our threat really comes from, um, uh, you know, uh, bigger countries like China that are in, in, the, in turn dictatorships, but even they cannot deal with america as it is today
1: yeah our only threat really is internal ourselves that's right those losing faith in america those wanting our government to exercise more power in unjudicious ways than it should that's based what it on is. the constitution yeah. we we, do, we,
0: do we you, are the
1: enemy do you think a reason like for instance Morsi fell as quickly as he did mm-hmm. is because of the amount of power he tried to exercise over such a short period of time it essentially blew the wad of power so quickly he yeah. essentially had none left
0: it's an overreach, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's if you, I mean, uh, I, for all his, his, you know, horrendousness and the evil that he manifested, and he exemplified. Uh, Hitler uh, gained the power he did because he did it without overreaching. He did it was very slow, incrementally, in the patiently, truly patient, truly incremental, and it was it, it spanned over years and years and years, and uh, and horrifically he got the power that he got, and. How uh, did he simply, you know, uh, gone in like a bull in a china shop and said, "Okay, I'm the boss now, and everyone's going to do what I'm going to do." And by the way, we're going to kill millions and millions of of uh, innocent people in these factories. Um, you know, people would say, "What the heck is going on?" And they would co- quickly recognize him, the madman that he was. But instead, they slowly bought into his madness and uh, participated with him in the madness. And uh, Morsi, uh, of course, is just a small-time despot, and he did overreach. He overreached fairly quickly instead of simply respecting the rights of the individual and uh, trying to uh, respect the Egyptian. And, and he could have slowly gotten himself yeah, entrenched. or at
1: least made people think he was.
0: That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if, if reading the dictator manual again, the dictator manual chapter three would be say would say. Pretend that you are you have no interest in greater power. Pretend you're a good guy. Right. And don't be. And don't be. <laughs> that's, the, that's, right. that's what the main Yeah. Says. So power is such an elusive thing. And I started off this podcast by talking about Harry Reisner, how he said that uh, he has a lot of power unless he actually uses it.
1: And that's a brilliant statement. Power, Did you work for ABC News for a while before CBS? Is that why you say ABC.
0: ABC was uh, sixty minutes.
1: No, sixty minutes is on CBS.
0: Then I stand corrected.
1: Okay, I'm just making sure it <laughs> is. I I don't know why it's stuck in my head,
0: but anyway, it doesn't okay. matter. Uh, network X. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, by the way, that's a good thing that Barack doesn't know that because right. it means he doesn't watch a lot of TV. Thus, he's not dumb. <laughs> okay. So he has. So he said he has a lot of power at the network, whatever yeah.
0: that what network was. Uh, As long as he doesn't use it, it doesn't matter which network. (laughs) just being sure.
1: I mean, people are going to hear ABC. We we talked about this before.
0: You remind me of the the Life of Brian episode, uh, movie actually, where um, the Brian character, you know, is trying to run away from the the evil Roman soldiers. And he he finds himself somehow on top of a table amongst all the other – prophets out there who or would be prophets, and he starts talking about and this there was this man, and he said that he sh- that he should share the fruit of his labors with other people, and then the people listening to him said, "What was his name
1: <laughs> he goes
0: it doesn 't really matter now, does it <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, what was his name <laughs> well it his name was Larry, and he had his daughter, and what was her name <laughs> it doesn 't matter and they, oh, I think he 's making this up as he goes along." <laughs> Anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. CBS ABC is not the point of the story. <laughs> the point of the story is power and how the minute you use it, uh, it's gone. You, you, your power is only there in the knowing of it, not to actually use it.
1: Right, because I will not be able to fact check you the rest of this episode right. at all. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you simply got to point to the, to the weaponry that you have behind you and just say, do you really want me to go to four with it? Okay. Once you go forward with it, you're expending it. Um, so a lot of times people say the same thing with nuclear power, right? Nuclear power, literally power. Uh, nuclear warheads. You can acquire it, but the moment you use it, you're going to lose all that power, right? Yeah. I mean, you'll be wiped off the map. If Pakistan, which has a lot of nuclear bombs, uses even one, it'll, it'll be gone very quickly. So uh, likewise with Iran, but it's the threat of using it. That makes it powerful, not the actual use of it. So, such a great example of my point here.
1: Yeah, because what those countries want is not to use a nuclear weapon; it's hegemony. Is that the hegemony. That's right. Hegemony you, that that that, you that comes with get it. it from that. Yeah, yes. that's right.
0: It uh, it gets you. It, it allows you to be the bully on the street, and uh, that's what they're coming for. And uh, it's not that I don't blame them for. I do blame them for it, but they uh, they perceive themselves. They perceive correctly that it will change the the chess game, and it does. It really does change that chess game. Um, in chess, if you play it often enough, you know that uh, you may lose your queen. Queen is the most powerful piece on the board. If you, don't, if you lose it, it's not a good thing. You're probably gonna lose the game, but you still have hope. And that hope is if you can move your pawn, one of your pawns, any, one of your eight pawns all the way down to the end of the chessboard and then it, and, and convert that into a queen yet again. You can even get two queens, even three queens.
1: You can get nine. You can, if you can get all Arguably, you can get them. nine, yeah. yeah,
0: arguably, but it never happens. It never gets to that point. You'll get a checkmate way before then. But um, that's the way it is. So by moving – getting a nuclear bomb is the equivalent of getting that pawn all the way to the other end, and now the game has changed. Once you have a queen, boom, it changes. So uh, power, power, power. Um, and it's interesting to see how Morsi lost it. It's interesting – to see how um, uh, Lyndon Johnson is a good example of somebody who overreached with his power. He tried to throw around his power all over the place. Um, he thought very highly of himself and um, he demanded uh, all, the world of everyone and of himself to some extent, but the Vietnam War, he he threw a lot of his power around. And ultimately that all slipped away and he ended up being in a position where he couldn't uh, run for reelection. I mean, he. He said he, wouldn't, he didn't want to run for your election. Oh, if only all
1: Democrats would be that way. Oh.
0: <laughs> he said he didn't want to, but it was clear from his own primary challenges that he would have lost the primary yeah. challenge. And he did. So that's the reason why. Um, so careful, careful, careful how you walk around and, how, and the things you say. I have a law firm. I'm the owner of my law firm. I'm the boss in my law firm. But the last thing I'm going to do going around my law firm is, is uh, throwing around my power expecting people to jump this high and do it because as soon as I do that if I do it too much they're going to quit on me for one thing and I that's not the kind of firm I want yeah. I want a firm that uh, people enjoy going to and the best results you'll get from people is when you treat them with respect and you hear their complaints
1: and when they give you their trust then you've gained power right. by having them trust you yeah I have all the more power Feel comfortable with you. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, you said it better than I could have, and, and I've, I've I have more power now than if I were to just demand it from them. Demand all yeah. the time, and that goes also to parents. By the way, we we often speak about parents on this podcast, and uh, you know, think about the parent who who uh, starts yelling at his kid, and and says. Why can't you be more like your brother?
1: Why were uh, you following me around
0: this morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything. But why can't you be more like your brother? Oh, rolls his eyes, stomps out. This is the parent we're talking about. stumps out of the room and what is the kid thinking? Like, psh, loser, right? Like, I, got, oh, I have control over this This parent. That's what he's thinking. Whereas the parent that says, you know, that's disappointed the kid say, and says, Johnny, um, you, you can do better than this. I, I, I expect a little bit more out of you. Why don't you uh, why don't you go to your room and, and think about this for a second? All right. Uh, I don't want you to play with your toys right now. All right. Talk to you soon. I'll come get you when when it's ready. When I'm ready. That's much more effective, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's a, a sort of another thing to discuss uh, as far as power within families, because to me, the power rests with the children when they're at the youngest of ages, Dennis Prager has talked about it before, is the crying baby is really the most powerful mm-hmm. element in the family because the parents can't negotiate with that. The right. baby needs milk. The baby needs change. The baby needs mm-hmm. sleep. So the baby will get those things right. regardless of whether we want, we want to say yes or no to those. Right. And we darn well should give the baby those things. Right. That's what's being they call being responsible. Right. Um, but that dynamic changes over time as as the dy- dynamics evolve.
0: hmm yeah. No, it's, it's well said. Um, you know, but even, even with the, uh, the, the power changes when you actually do start negotiating with your baby, uh, when it comes to sleep, for example, some things you can't negotiate yet, uh, right? It's all, all age appropriate, like the diapers. I mean, you're not going to tell a kid not to go in his diapers because that's what little babies do. But you can not you can't start controlling things like sleep. I mean, there's sleep training, right? You've heard about this, and you've, you've gone through it. With yeah, we kids. have,
1: we, we do that ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We have a sleep routine. We right, and what plan the, what, this out. That, that basically is a pushback when you
0: think about it. Um, the, the kid is usually crying in the middle of the night, and we respond as parents. As you said, in the very infancy stage, you have no choice. But after six months or so, maybe even earlier in some cases, you go into the, to the room less and less, and you let the kid cry it out. Yeah. You're, you're, you are, in fact, engaging in a language with the kid you're basically saying okay this is what you want we're not going to give you what you want
1: right right you and solve the problem you solve the yourself problem.
0: yeah and yes. that's that there's a power yeah. dynamic that goes through that
1: yeah which is also but the part the I'm the point I'm trying to make is kind of this fine point which might be a, kind of a hard needle to put thread through which is even though the the child has power when the parent is at their back and call as they're developing the as we just called it, the working it out on their own, they're actually becoming empowered in new ways yeah. as well. So it's not it's kind of like how Tom Sol talks about economics. It's not exactly a zero sum game where there's only so much power and it's either here or there and it's shifting back and forth. It's actually the pie of total power is actually getting bigger, which right. is a cool kind of thing. You know what I mean. The the kid isn't having necessarily power over you as the parent through being dependent on every little thing at this point, but they're becoming self empowered. Right. And you, as the parent, are not losing power by them gaining it. You know. Correct. Correct. That's right. I, um, you know, Max is and and Sasha. You know,
0: I I throw them out as much as I can. uh, You know, to give them reasonable independence. Um, and you don't mean with the bathwater; you mean right, right, out right. into <laughs> the
1: world.
0: <laughs> I throw them into the world. I allow them to to uh, to to explore different ideas. To uh, uh, Max, will want sometimes to get out of the car and, and walk from a certain area to the house. Say, you know, Daddy, can I please get out right now? Can I walk to the house alone? And if I assess it to be safe, I'll say, sure. In fact, my my inclination, my desire is to say, yes, yes, yes. Obviously, yeah. if it's too far away and I feel be dangerous I won't let that happen but if he's asking for it I'll try to I'll try to say yes to that I'll try to say yes to anything that's independent and in the process he, he he likes it I think uh, right Max Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's right here with yeah. us folks and uh, and, and it doesn't power him it does make him more independent minded um, and I, I think he he appreciates it from me because I'm giving I'm letting him I'm respecting his independence Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, you you can find the bathroom yourself. And it's, you know, the bathroom's, you know, it's not too far away. But what are you going to do, hide it? Well, (laughs) I'm saying, but I don't have to go with him. (laughs) Right. That's the point. Uh. So um, respecting people's individuality, their power, their their own self-worth and everything else, that's part of power also.
1: Yeah, empowering. Yeah. And isn't it interesting, the analogy then, to a constitutional republic like ours versus a, Oppressive dictatorship and that oppressive dictatorships do not want to empower the people at all Even if if the leader winds up with less total power overall because they're playing the zero-sum game The reason our leaders the president our elected officials are so wealthy and powerful is because we have an empowered population Mm -hmm. Able to pump huge amounts of our wealth and tax money into that and we want to empower our leaders through lobbying or Influence gaining right
0: but it's interesting, you know, putting this full circle, what you said was a very good point. Uh, the, the, coming full circle, however, um, it's interesting. When we think of the greatest leaders of, of the age, we think like Winston Churchill or George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. Why were they great leaders? Because of their ability to motivate people and because of the, the power of,
1: of their vision. Can I say one phrase? Yeah. Because they set people free. That's right. They respected their freedom and they set the people free. That's absolutely right.
0: And that's what what George Washington did. That's what Lincoln did. And the people wanted to stay with them despite very harsh conditions. Churchill was the same way. You compare them to the despots of the ages. uh, The only thing that they were successful in is being able to suppress people and how long they could suppress people. It was only a matter of time before they themselves got
1: overtaken Yeah, before killed. they either ran out of bullets or got a bullet themselves. Right. Yeah.
0: So um, there, there are a few exceptions in history. Of course, Hitler is, was one of them. Um, he managed to get a following. He wouldn't have had that power but for his ability to sway people to his side, as monstrous as he was. It, he didn't get people to, to do those terrible monstrous things uh, by ordering them to. Uh, he, he, told, he persuaded them to. But that's an exception in history, not, not uh, the rule. The general rule is uh, people who get people to, uh, to see their vision are, are good people. Um, anyway, that's leadership. That's power uh, and how, the, how elusive power can be. Um, and the moment you try to force it, well, that's when you start losing it. Folks, this has been the Lurie Law Podcast. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you
1: next week. And the reason I chose this music today is because the Egyptian people are parting like it's 1999. So <laughs> that is good true. for them. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Thank you, everyone.